Welcome to a new episode of the Thoughts with Lakshman podcast. My name is Lakshman Sybil. I'm a student at the Edgemont Junior Senior High School. I'm studying German culture outside of school through the German online program at Oklahoma State University. And, um, and I've been working on this podcast for probably over a year at this point now. Um, I, I love my German podcast. You guys know that. Um, that's why I turn out these, these episodes for you guys. And uh, today I think I've got a really fascinating topic. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, just to get into it, you know, we're going to be talking about sausages and sausage docks um, in Germany. Um, because sausages are really a, a crucial part of German, you know, the German diet, whether it's in East Germany or Western Germany um, in either of those states or whether it's wealthier Germans or even, you know, less um, privileged Germans, sausages still remain a massive component of, uh, of their diet. And uh, I, I think the regional rivalries between all the different sausages is really fascinating. Um, so f- first of all, sausage in Germany is bratwurst, right? Um, bratwurst is just the, the word for it. Um, and they have all sorts of, you know, because Germany is the place of origin of sausages, right? Sausages, you know, we eat sausages in the United States, there's sausages in every developed country, um, but Germany is where they originated from. So you expect to have a richer cultural history um, with sausages in Germany, but it's, it's pretty fascinating. So I think really the, the most interesting part about bratwurst and sausages in Germany is the fact that like in every single state or region or even locality, you know, there, there are different variations of the German bratwurst. Um, and I think the, that's really interesting. So for example, the, the Frankische bratwurst, um, that tends to be a thicker, you know, uh, more coarse sausage. The Coburger bratwurst, um, that's, you know, a little bit less um, beef, more egg, um, you know, it's, it's, this one's served with the bread roll. The Kuhlenbacher Bratwurst, the Nürnberg Bratwurst, the Würzburger Bratwurst. As you can see, right, I mean, the Thuringer Bratwurst. There's, there's so many Thuringer Bratwurst, by the way, is a spicy um, sausage. But there's so many different varieties of, you know, the German Bratwurst. And I think that's really interesting because when you evaluate, you know, the, the development of different historical areas in Germany, um, that their development, their, each city, each, you know, local region has, has a unique story, right? They're all themselves. And I find it really interesting that their unique, um, you know, identity, um, their unique development as a city is expressed through their variation of the bratwurst. Um, you know, for example, um, the Rotwurst, right? That's in the Swabian region. Now, the Swabian in, in Germany, it's a state. It's all the way in the southwest. Um, its population is, is fairly uh, significant. I think it's around 7 million. Um, but, 
you know, there, there are many rural regions in the Swabian re, um, region. And, uh, you know, um, you know, there, there are many different languages spoken in the Swabian region also. Sorry about the pause. I had an issue with my, my notes. Um, but that's the Swabian region, right? Um, with regard to, uh, Brad first, um, you know, even in the United States, you still, right? Because a lot of people don't take this into account, but a significant number of East, of, of Germans in general, um, not just East Germans, East and West Germans, but I don't think they were even considered that at the time. Um, but a significant number of Germans immigrated to the United States during, you know, under the colonies, um, you know, with William Penn in Pennsylvania, right? I know there were many, many German villages in, in Pennsylvania. Germans even brought, you know, kindergarten um, to the United States, right? Friedrich Froebel was, was, was inspired. He was a very famous German educator and philosopher. Uh, you know, he invented kindergarten in Germany, which was basically just the education of younger st students. That was the idea behind it. And once these German immigrants came to the United States and they performed really well uh, in the American school system, that's when, you know, Americans realized that, you know, Kindergarten may be an effective um, method, um, you know, in, in developing the brains of, of younger children. And that's why, you know, they, they copied uh, kindergarten, and that's why it became a major part of the American education system. Um, but along with that, right, so lots of immigrants, it's kind of unrelated, but lots of Immigrants going from Germany into the uh, the United States. So along with you know the, the many um, uh, German immigrants into the United States. I mean, what well, was in the United States at the time? But you get what I mean. Um, under the colonies, um, but they brought Bratwurst with them, uh, and you can see it. You know, the the German populations were uh, very significant in Michigan and Wisconsin and Iowa and Pennsylvania. Um, in a lot of those northern states, um, Indiana also, but that's where many Germans settled. Um, and, and, you know, even in, in Michigan, especially today, uh, you know, there's a significant German population in, Mis in Michigan around Ann Arbor, but, um, you know, that's where in these northern states, um, you know, that's where most Germans settled. And that's why, you know, for example, Bratwurst, you know, it's very popular in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan's a very famous county in Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's very famous in um, Wisconsin, very famous in Michigan. Um, and many grocery stores even sell, you know, varieties of Bratwurst because of, uh, of its popularity with you know, this, the people in these states. Um, you know, also in, in, in another regional rivalry, right, it's the classic one, but still between East and West Germany, there still is, um, a rivalry after unification, of course, but
But still, there still is a rivalry between East and West Germany over, um, um, you know, over over food and over um, all sorts of cultural aspects, and 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 sausages definitely are are in the thick of that. Um, you know, East German sausages under the GDR, right, probably wouldn't have been able to compete with West German sausages, but you know, under under a a new um, unified Germany, you know, many of those East German companies went bankrupt and East Germans, you know, worked together, they formed their own co companies. And even though, you know, I'm, I'm using the term East Germans, I'm really referring to Germans living in the east side of Germany, um, obviously because Germany is unified today, but, um, you know, those, those, or Germans living in the east side of Germany, or those East Germans, you know, they, um, it, it's, they they feel more passionate about behind bratwurst, for example. There there are versions of bratwurst, and there are many different varieties of bratwurst depending on you know the town that you're in, or or, or the city, or the region, or what whatever it is. I mean, based on what you know from what we read earlier, right? I mean, it can be anything, right? Um, uh, in terms of you know who who can actually be out there. So I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating, actually. Not just interesting, but I think it's fascinating that, you know, in, in this regional rivalry, East Germans take it a whole lot more seriously. Because West Germany, we all know, they've dominated East Germany. They've dominated German culture after unification. Um, they've dominated athletics. I mean, beyond just athletics, you know, in terms of research, in terms of, um, you know, political power. I mean, West Germany is really dominated over East Germany in, in the years after unification. So it makes sense why, you know, East Germans take that cultural battle between sausages, right, between bratwurst more seriously. Um, almost trying to get one up on, on, on West Germany because they're so far behind. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think really, like I said earlier, it, it's the different flavors. It's the different, you know, Variations. It's the different interpretations of bratwurst in different areas of Germany. Um, you know, with Berlin seeing it one way, Berlin tends to be more. Well, I guess I can't speak for the entire entirety of Berlin, but but most businesses, most restaurants, most um, cafes in Berlin tend to be more conservative, right? With with their uh, with their food, with their bratwurst. That makes sense in any large city, right? Because they're going to attract more tourists. Um, they don't have to take... They, they can afford not to take as large of a risk. Maybe they lose out on a little bit of profit if they cook more extravagant dishes, but then you also have to counter in, you know, losses of productivity, um, you know, the opportunity cost of that person um, producing those more expensive dishes. So there are all sorts of things that go into it. Um, but I, I could... I think you can make a great argument that, you know... Dog after a species of, of dog, yeah, after a human um, favorite. Now, you know, if you look at, um, you know, if you look at historical data, you'd say, that, well, hang on a second, right? You know, he, he was alive way younger than, um, than, um, Sala or 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 any or anything anyone else. So 
it's 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 very interesting. You also have miniature dachshunds. You have, you know. multiple different types of dachshunds and that makes them you know a another unique uh, or german cultural product for example well, let me correct myself because dachshunds aren't a are cultural product but still you know um and they're very popular in the united states too you know you have the, the dachshund club of america the dca and the american kennel club um you know and and it's interesting because you know if da dachshunds are tend to be playful dogs, they tend to be helpful dogs, um, but their behavior when they're hunting, first of all, not many people know that dachshunds are actually hunting dogs. You know, they're very surprised when they see dachshund videos of dachshunds and 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 in homes, and and they're so you know playful and cheery and and. And cute and, and, and small and um, they're very surprised to know that they're actually a hunting dog and that's what they are um, but they, they, they did they do believe, behave differently um, when they are hunting and they can tend to be more you know they, they can growl they can bark at, at unfamiliar people this despite being very um, loving and cheerful and, and energetic really with with their home owner um, Dachshunds, you know, may not be the best for young children because of this. Um, they they must be very well trained because at the end of the day, they are at, they are born hunter dogs, and they could be very aggressive. They could, you know, act in a way that that does endanger a child. But still, you know, that they're for for older for older um, um families with, with families with larger with with older children um dachshunds are, are are definitely a an option they could consider um and and in germany they're very common um they, they really are the most famous dog in germany arguably or it's either the dachshund or the german shepherd um um another thing is that dachshunds are also very prone to health problems because of their really long spine and they're very short ribs um and also you know the, the the fact that their their body shape puts a lot of pressure on their short you know legs um they could the, the dachshunds there was a study conducted by the university of pennsylvania they found that the dachshunds one of the most expensive dogs to maintain um because of all the trips to the veterinarian so that, that's another thing um and they're also more prone to other more serious problems right with hearing loss and um like I said with, with their smaller legs there's lots of pressure, their kneecaps can be affected. So there's there's a lot of risks. Um with it. Back to the origin of dachshunds, by the way. You know, the exact origin is actually unknown. Um there are two theories. One's that smooth dachshunds you know, occasionally produce slightly longer hair than their parents, puppies with slightly longer hair. And through selective breeding, right, with natural selection, I mean, this is, I mean, this is the evolution unit, really, right, with selective breeding, breeders eventually produced, you know, a, a new dog that consistently 
had long-haired offspring because you've you targeted that trait in the population. You you've selectively bred for long hair, um, and over time, those those evolutionary changes added up. Um, so that's another interesting. But that th- you know, dachshunds ha- are also a tremendous um, symbolic value to Germany. And it's not always positive. You know, many political cartoons use dachshunds to ridicule Germany. Um, and because of dachshunds' association with Germany, you know, their popularity in the United States and other Western countries after World War One, World War Two, the Cold War, really decreased. Dachshunds, um... You know, even were the first official mascot um, for Germany in the 1972 Olympics. You know, their connection to sports, their docks and races. Um, and another interesting topic, you know, with, with regarding dachshunds. But, well, first of all, with, with docks and races, it's actually fascinating just how um, important they are in, in, in Germany. Um, and in the United States, too. You know, there's an annual dachshund run in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, obviously, there's a large German population, German immigrant population in Pennsylvania, but still, you know, that's the fact that there's a dachshund event, an annual dachshund event, is really telling. Um, you know, in West Virginia and in, in Virginia, there's also uh, the dachshund dash, and, and there's less German immigrants um, or German-born speakers, German 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 born individuals in those countries. Moving on to one final um or one of the our final topics today is, is another thing, Dachl versus Tekel, right? Um in Germany Dachshunds are called or Dachshunds. I call, I mispronounce myself, um, because I grew up really calling them Dachshunds and yeah, it's Dachshunds. So but but in Germany Dachshunds are, are called Dekel or Dachl. But among hunters, they're mainly referred to as tekel. Um, and, and there's a, a cultural division over whether, between hunters and, and more urban people, whether dachshunds are um, dachl or tekel. Um, and, and this divide between rural um, workers, many of whom are from East Germany, who lack skills, who, who haven't had the same opportunities as other West Germans, but many of these, um, you know, uh, uh, Tackle calling dachshund um, workers, right? They're, they're from East Germany compared to West Germany. So there's a West German where, you know, the more developed um, cities are, where there's more education, there's more opportunity. So I think it's fascinating to, to hear about your perspective, uh, to hear about the, the, the perspectives of, you know, different people with, within this, right? Um, um, especially from East Germany and Tekel, and because this this cultural division is common in 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 Germany, and nearly every single cultural aspect, right, of of German culture, you will see an East and West German divide when studying contemporary Germany, and that's because of the very different influence and the lasting influence of you know the USSR and the US um, on East and West Germany, um, and and you can see that to an extent with Dachel versus Tekel. Nevertheless, you know. Dachshunds remain one of the most popular dogs in the United States, one of the most popular dogs in Germany. Um, Germans are very proud of dachshunds. They're, they 
they're a cru- crucial part of German culture, just as bratwurst is. You know, sausages are one of the most famous German foods. Um, and the different flavors, the different interpretations of bratwurst, the different ways it's made in different parts of Germany makes it truly unique. It truly represents the diversity of Germany. And, and you know, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And also just how each local region, their bratwurst connects to their history, connects to their story. And that, it, it, no one else can tell that story or that history. So that's another thing. So, you know, I, I thought German um, sausage dogs, um, dachshunds, and I thought um, German sausages. I, I found both topics really interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I enjoyed researching it. And yeah, thank you for, uh, you know, listening to the podcast. I hope it was informative. I hope you learned something new about, you know, German sausages and, and dachshunds. Um, please drop a, a like rating below. Um, subscribe to the podcast. It's available on all platforms. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I use the Anchor app. It's really helpful. And I'm looking forward to seeing you for the next episode. Thank you and goodbye.